educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard the Thursday edition. We're so glad you chose to uh, take us along for whatever you're doing on this lovely Thursday, September 7th. Educate, inform, and entertain. That's what we're striving to do every day here. Uh, we like to build up instead of uh, tearing down. You can find that in different places around the uh, broadcast world, both cable TV and other places. But, uh, yeah, we, we like to put the positive spin on things. And uh, we do that. Um, uh, every day, hopefully, Monday through Friday. Uh, remember, if you miss anything, uh, you can always catch the live version of the show uh, anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform, out walking a dog, um, you know, whatever you're doing, washing the dishes, whatever you're doing, turn us on. Or you can always catch us on the KLIN.com uh, anytime you like. Uh, just scroll down on Dan Parsons' page and find the episode you're looking for. Uh, and connect with us on the Twitter, or excuse me, the X, and formerly Twitter and the Facebook accounts. We like to carry on the conversation after hours. Uh, you never know what uh, might pop up. But uh, before we get any further along, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. We like to build up and not tear down, which is why today on the show I am not making any comments about the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I will make a comment saying I'm here ready to have a Dan good time, as always. And programming note, the podcast for today's show will be up a little later tonight. It'll still be up before the night's over, but okay. it's going to be later tonight when I get that up. Okay. You've got some other things to do oh, yep, I have a more important than my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's more important, but, you know, those time crunch situations. Well, there you go, folks. If uh, well, well, if you're listening now, then obviously you're catching us live, so you don't have to worry about catching the podcast. But anyway, hey, uh, before I introduce uh, our our guest, our our my co-host, it feels like you're my co-host. But anyway, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, it's it's the end of the week already. Uh, finally, uh, you know, it's, it's been a long week, even though we had a short week, but, uh, the Friday afternoon club with Chef Kevin Shin, and, uh, we're gonna preview, uh, the football game. And we're gonna do that with Mr. Aaron Davis. AD's gonna be, well, he's not gonna be in the house, he's calling in. So, those of you who know Aaron, uh, of course, member of the 1994 National Championship team. Uh, of course, he's a keynote speaker, author, business person, cancer survivor. So, we'll, and AD's a longtime friend of both Kevin and I. So And myself. Well yeah. I met him a couple of years ago. Yeah. So it was good enough that he followed me on Instagram afterwards. So there you go. So anyway, we'll get a little perspective on the Colorado game with AD tomorrow for the Friday afternoon club. Well, it is Thursday, and that means it's the business roundtable where we invite uh, into the studio the business uh, leaders, the thought leaders, the people that make a difference in the business community. And and that person is Mr. Jeff Mall. Uh, visit Lincoln. Extra, ex, I almost called you extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> Extraordinary director of uh, Visit Lincoln. Extra, Mr. Jeff extraordinary, Mall. Uh-huh. right? Yeah, uh, not so just thanks, ordinary. Thanks for the opportunity again. So it is a Chiefs night in the NFL, and by the way, I'm wearing my Bronco orange, I, so I, too. I, I too, have no opinion on tonight's game. I have just an opinion, saying. I'm just not sharing it. Right, right. So uh, <laughs> it's the NFL season, starts tonight, and uh, super excited to, to watch some football here this evening. Yeah, it will be fun. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How about those volleyball ladies last night? A lot Holy of fun. Holy smokes. I didn't fun. get to go, 
But yeah, young they, team, Dan. They, imagine, yeah. There's not a senior starter. No, young team. A lot of freshmen and sophomores, and a little John Cook magic broke another attendance record last know, night at uh, the Devaney Center, I which that. I thought we had broken enough records last week. Last week, but yeah. we did it again last night. Yeah. No, it's incredible. Those uh, those athletes. My goodness, those freshmen. Uh, the a wall. Uh, in, in blocks, the defense is just pretty made. I hope the hope the football team can take a a page from that from the defense. Uh, you know, come Saturday, that would be a good thing. I wonder if any of those girls would would suit up. Can you imagine those girls trying to get a a quarterback trying to throw across the line yeah. with those girls with their yeah. hands up? Yeah. Nothing's getting through those no, girls. It's not. No. Yeah. Not at all. Well, uh, Jeff Mall visit Lincoln. Uh, my goodness, you talk about uh, a busy season. Uh, I, I can't believe all the work that's been going on uh, under the roof of uh, the umbrella of the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, which includes uh, Visit Lincoln. You guys have been so busy uh, in this city the past uh, this summer. Yeah, I tell you, normally summers are a down period of time for tourism. That's usually when everybody goes elsewhere for vacations. They go to the water, they go to the mountains, they go and do different things and Lincoln was such an amazing destination back, uh, going back to the middle of June through July and August. And I'll tell you the five or six, maybe seven day swing that we had last week. Yeah. Just go through that. I mean, I, it's, it's yeah. amazing to think that any of those events in one month, let alone in a period of, of a few days. Yeah. It was interesting when we started planning the Guardians of Freedom Air Show and, and Derek Fireherm in our office, our, Director of Operations for the Chamber. He's the civilian go-to guy at the air show. Yeah, A lot of people don't realize Derek puts in as many hours in the work that he does. And he really rallied our chamber team this year like he has for the last uh, four or five air shows. And, um, you know, just prior to the air show, we were out there on a hot, hot tarmac setting up for an air show. I think some of the estimates were 140 degrees on the tarmac. Wow. You could feel your legs. You're out there in shorts and tennis shoes. I mean, your tennis shoes were hot. Your legs were hot because it was just radiant. But the work that our staff put in to create a magical experience for the air show yeah. was was all came back to us on Friday during the special needs portion of the event. Very cool. You know, watching a lot of kiddos get a chance to go out yeah. and adults see an air show, a special presentation by the Blue Angels. Yeah. To what we experienced on Saturday and Sunday, you know, record attendance, 340,000. Wow. You've seen it in the media. I think we estimated we had 196,000 of that 340,000 on Saturday. Gee whiz. And it still looked like we had more room. Wow. It's a big space. That is a big space. Um, well, and obviously the weather uh, cooperated. I mean, uh, you know, just imagine a few days difference uh, right. in weather. That, that I, I, you know, we're... We're, we're we're we live in Nebraska and we're used to extreme weather, but my goodness, that ten degree, twelve, twenty degree maybe difference in in, in air temperature is that, that 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 accounted for several tens of thousands of people. It I'm really sure. did. And and if you remember the last time we hosted the air show in two thousand sixteen, we lost an entire day of competition because of the Kansas wildfires. And I think back to where we've been this week. Well, yeah, just, just think, think about, if we would have yeah. had the Canadian wildfire smoke during that event. Those planes wouldn't have been in the air. Because when that wind switches around to the north, that's when we get it from Canada. So, boy, we are blessed with great mm. weather, great experience, um, top to bottom. I think Lincoln nationally puts on one of the best air shows. I'm a little bit jaded on that. I'm yep. a little bit opinionated in the good. Um, but to do that many people, I think you'll see some things coming back that say, 
hey, Lincoln's a place for air shows. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and then and then Gravel World uh, that weekend as well. A few other thousand people in town. Yeah, you know, Dan, I did a, a quick estimate. So three hundred and forty thousand people attended the air show. We had two thousand riders from fifty states, sixteen countries, hmm. and four continents in the Gravel World Championships in Lincoln. We had a sold-out Zach Bryan concert at Pinnacle Bank Arena at 14,000 and 92,003 people for at volleyball. the volleyball game. What's that total up to be? 448,000 people. Gee, now, we had some repeats in there, I'm sure, but that's a pretty big number. That's a, that's that's a good lot for of folks. tourism. That's a lot of folks. Well, uh, let's keep it going. Well, let's take this quick break. We'll be back uh, with Jeff Mall here on uh, the Thursday edition of the Dan Parsons Show. And we'll be right back after these messages on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Lincoln Business Roundtable, where we uh, chat with the newsmakers, thought leaders, people who make a difference in our business community. And Mr. Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln, stops in to chat with us uh, at least a couple times a month. And, uh, uh, yeah, busy, busy times. And what a, what a great city that we live in and the ability to uh, attract people from all over the world. Uh, to this great city and what a great job you have and my goodness you've been doing it a while my friend you don't show your age by the way i appreciate that <laughs> you you look great by the way, well, too. Yeah. yeah i mean no but dan thank you because it, it it is such a pleasure to represent a city that has done so many things right and continues to look to the future about building future destination developments and just be a welcoming committee or community and for us rolling out the red carpet has never been easier because it's all of you it's all of you listening, right. and it's everybody right. in the community. Yeah, we may- I don't. I don't have to pay you guys to be representatives of the Visit Lincoln organization because you all welcome people with open arms. And and one of the things I want to do uh, with this segment uh, each Thursday is is to talk about. It. That's why I've welcomed you and and Jason and and other people from uh, from the chamber and the business community and 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 Todd Ogden from uh, up down or up downtown or <laughs> Lincoln uh downtown Lincoln Association uh because I, it's important to highlight some of the things that are going on in the business community and and some of the things that you guys do uh to reach out to communities across uh, our country and I know uh, it, it's, it's been a busy trade show season for you guys, and you've been traveling and talking with people and, and getting ideas and, and promoting the city to people that may want to come and do big things here, like, like the, uh, uh, like the air show. Yeah, and the gravel worlds. You know, and I think a lot of people, even myself 21 years ago when I started this job, I think you just assume that these events just come to you and, and want to bring their events to Lincoln and, Things just kind of show up on the doorstep of the Cornhusker Hotel or the Embassy. It's really an organization like Visit Lincoln. I mean, we're considered a destination marketing organization to spread the love about what Lincoln is as a destination, how affordable we are, what great facilities and people we have. And so we spend a lot of time in the fall doing the trade show circuit. Well, and I assume uh, uh, that after 21 years, you and, and the team that you've assembled, you you know a lot of folks around the country. Uh, after 21 years in the business, uh, and those relationships, just like my business, yep. uh, those relationships is what makes a difference uh, to landing some of those big events. Yeah, I've always told our salespeople, and you know, we have a very seasoned sales staff, a lot yes, of really do. good experience, and there are no quick victories in our industry. There aren't things that call you tomorrow and say we're coming next week. 
Our industry is usually about a three, four, and five-year build-out from the time we create that first relationship. And if you do it right the first time and you sell yourself as a person that's genuine and cares and you represent a genuine and caring community, it's easy. You just sometimes have to get them here Mm -hmm. because a lot of times they have these pre-created notions about you're a flyover state. Mm -hmm. uh, There's nothing to do there. The old joke of no running water and no electricity. You're in the Great Plains. We, we've heard it all. Well, in my goodness, the, and I said this on the air, and I know you've heard it. Uh, just think of what that volleyball game did last week. You can't purchase. I don't care how much money you have. You can't purchase that kind of promotion. How many millions of dollars, Dan, would it have taken us to do that kind of messaging on that night? We used to do that with our clients. Uh, it, it, it's become more complicated because of digital and everything. But we used to uh, estimate when we'd get a, you know, I tell people my business is get you on or off the front page of the paper, right? <laughs> and, uh, of course, with digital, let's uh, get you on or off X, you know, whatever. But we used to calculate, okay, if I get you, if I get a story placed for a client on the front page of the Sunday Omaha World Herald or the Lincoln Journal Star, you know, I'd measure the measure how much space I'd take up and look at the ad prices and this was what that would cost. Now you can't you can't go in and buy that, but if you could, this is what it would cost. So anyway, uh the value of people seeing on uh ESPN and other places uh filling that stadium in a unique women's sporting event. You can't buy that. Well, in every morning news, national ABC, CBS, NBC, all their good morning shows that they have we're talking about this event. I turned on CNN that night when I got home. CNN's talking about it. And these were fun things that you're seeing in those national medias, right? Yeah. And so those are the things that we can now go to trade shows and people are going walk to uh, walk up to us and say, were you a part of that 92,000 yeah. person experience? Yeah. You it's, bet we were. It's going to be like Woodstock. Right. You know, there were, right. There were 300,000 people at that stadium. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just a neat story to tell. Yeah. Um, so the, the trade show, tell me uh, what you guys are chasing and what are some of the opportunities that, uh, that you're looking at? You know, our primary is uh, chasing the convention market. You know, there's a, there's a state, regional, and national association for everything. We're chasing the motor coach market. You yeah. retire, you get on a bus, and you go see really cool destinations. We're chasing that. But sports event tourism is one of our big pursues, per, per, things that we pursue in the market. And last week, Derek Bombeck, our, our sports manager, um, director of sports, was invited to the NCAA bid meetings. Oh, wow. This, was, this is wow. where you go to talk with 88 of the 90 rights holders and production groups that put together national championship events for the NCAA. And I can tell you, we didn't talk to all 88 of them. We knew the ones that fit best in Lincoln. Right, yeah, there's some limitations. We had the best conversation. Derek had the best conversation, and he came into my office yesterday and said, Jeff, there's some really good national championships that are looking at Lincoln for the first time ever because of our successes. So this is a big deal out there. I'm not going to tell you what sports they are, but again, we have great venues. We've built the destination, and we have great people. And, and is one of the things that has held us back in the past is the number of uh, of hotel rooms? You know, that's always been a discussion with NCAA men's and women's basketball. Uh-huh. That there are a there was at one time a regulation that within walking distance of the host venue, so in this case, Pinnacle Bank Arena, mm-hmm. you had to have X amount of hotels that had full service food and beverage operations. Okay. So if that team plays that 945 game at night on a Friday night and they get back to the hotel at 1130, they're hungry, yep. you've got to have a full service kitchen on site at your hotel. Okay. 
that has changed a little bit. So the, the old way of doing it is different now, and I think they're looking at things differently. We can cater food in and do a lot of different things. So uh, our eyes are definitely open to the NCAA, and I want to thank the University of Nebraska for being a big part of our recruitment effort because the Big Red N is thought of very, very fondly across yeah, the country. Yeah, well, that's cool. Uh, keep us posted on that. That'll be uh, that'll be interesting when we land one of those. That'll yeah. be amazing. I uh, always hope we can break it right here on the Dan Parsons. Show. Yes, we are. Darn right. Um, and also, I was curious about uh, the, your partnership with the county board, Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, and uh, and some of the uh, funding mechanisms uh, that you have with uh, with the county board. You know, annually. Prior to the pandemic, we provided X amount of dollars from lodging tax that went into what we call a Visitor Improvement Fund grant program. It helped build Pinnacle Bank Arena. It mm-hmm. helped improve the Lincoln Children's Zoo. It helped improve a lot of different attractions. That went away coming out of the pandemic. I mean, lodging tax was just completely knocked down. Our Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, uh, our county administrator, David Durbin, have put forth a matching grant program. That if you're an attraction in Lincoln and you have dollars coming from the CARES Act or ARPA funding that requires a local match, they've created a grant fund that we can take lodging tax dollars and use that as the match. Okay. So uh, we're going to take a look at that. Applications are open now through the middle of October, and we'll take a look at the end of October and see how many applications and, and see who we can get approved. Very cool. They're giving back, and that's what I appreciate. Very cool. Well, uh, stick around, folks. We're going to take a break here in a second uh, for the for the news at the bottom of the hour. But when we come back, Jeff's going to stay with us, and uh, we're going to be visiting with uh, in-house uh, Mr. Joel Green. Uh, you may remember Joel wrote a book uh, a few years back about Robbers Cave: Truths, Legends, and Recollections. So we'll have Joel in the studio right after this news from uh, on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to the Thursday edition. We're so happy that you could take us along for your ride home, uh, whatever you're doing here on this lovely Thursday afternoon. Uh, but we celebrate the business community uh, on Thursdays, the business roundtable. And, and so we'll, uh, we'll get to our other guest here in just a second. But just to remind you that uh, you can always follow us on your favorite podcast platform if you miss the live version and uh, uh, on the Spotify and the Google and the Apple uh any of those no stitcher though stitcher went away so there's if stitcher was your favorite podcast platform you're going to have to go somewhere else but uh and uh coming up on tomorrow's show of course it's uh, we try to kick off 
Uh, we do. We don't try. We do kick off your weekend every Friday with the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. And uh, in addition to Kevin's drink of the day and music and, and his reading and, and what's going on in his garden and what he's cooking, uh, we're going to do a little uh, Husker Colorado uh, a game preview tomorrow, and we're going to do it uh, with former Husker, Mr. Aaron Davis. AD is going to join us. Uh, of course, AD was uh, on the 1994 National Championship team, and uh, he's come become a, a well-known speaker across the country, an author and businessman, cancer survivor. So tune in tomorrow for the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin and and Mr. Aaron Davis. And uh, 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 Chris Lofgren, uh, what's on your mind, my friend? Hey, I my last track traffic report just went in, but we just had a new situation at 27th and nebraska parkway okay referred to by the caller as 27th and uh highway two highway two uh-huh yeah yeah but it's nebraska Did you correct parkway. Them? eastbound do expect slower traffic he said it was backed up almost to 14th street so watch for a slowdown there okay thanks thank you chris thank you chris does come in with good news once in a while too <laughs> But anyway, so it is. Every Thursday, uh, we talk to the movers and shakers and the people in the business community that make a difference uh, in this city. And Mr. Jeff Malls joining us back behind the mic, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. My goodness. So did you and your staff and the whole team get some time off after all this uh, activity this past uh, week or two? Yeah, there's quite a few people taking time off right now, whether it's a whole day, half day, or a full week. And, And a few of our people, I mentioned Derek earlier, I think he's taking off for Europe here. In a, in a few weeks to, to get away so yeah it's good to get away but man things never slow down enough to to take a long time off so yeah yeah yeah, yeah because <laughs> right, right. Yeah. who's, who's going to invite who's, people to lincoln that's right who's going to be here for the big events if uh, so you have to think of the off season right right and whatever that is so off season anymore is pretty much the christmas holiday yeah yeah, the, the off-season was typically summer, like we talked about. So, yeah, mm-hmm. things have shifted. It's it's probably more of a 10-month-out-of-the-year kind of grind. So yeah. it's well worth it. Well, Jeff, I always appreciate you making some great suggestions on hidden – well, not hidden – but uh, gems of activities and tourist attractions that we highlight on the show when Jeff's on. And today's no exception. I'm, I'm delighted to welcome into the studio Joel Green. Uh, Joel is a tour guide and author of Robber's Cave, Truths, Legends, and Recollections. Joel, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I told you, I you look familiar. I've been on your tour in years past, and uh, so congratulations. Boy, that book, is, is it's been out a while now. Is uh, Are you still seeing that uh, there's some activity on the, on the sales charts? Two days ago, I picked up printing number 21. All right. And back in really? 2018, I had 2,000 copies of Robber's Cave printed, thinking it was going to last me my whole life. <laughs> they were gone in 11 months been reprinted 21 times congratulations Thank that's you. amazing it's well, kind it's, of the, it's, it's a great story and by the way i i said this yesterday if if you have a robber's cave story that your you know statute of limitations has run out you can tell publicly uh, we'd love to hear it 402-479-1400 if you'd like to slip in uh but joel yeah tell us uh, tell us the history of how you got interested in robber's cave because there is such a rich tradition and history of that landmark here in the city that's been you know literally underground but also hidden away because of different uh, 
different reasons. But anyway, tell us a little bit of how you come to love and 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 highlight this great gym in the city. Sure. Well, I'm I'm from Lincoln originally. Um, I grew up out by Capitol Beach by Lakeview School. Yeah. But I had an aunt who would drive me to all the locations from the guide to the ghost of Lincoln. Park. Yeah. So I'm uh, sure a lot of you remember Dave Bloody Bo- Mary's house. Uh, David Boyne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bloody Mary's house, Hobbitsville, Robber's Cave was in that book. And it always fascinated me. Um, she would take us to all the locations and try to scare us. But all that was there was a little white door. Yeah. And I wasn't really the type to break in and party, you know, as a little kid. So I always tell people I wrote that 300-page book out of sheer frustration. I'm like, what's this white door? Why is it there? Who made it? And why isn't it open? It's really one of the coolest places in Nebraska, one of the most intriguing places. And you have to be a certain age to remember it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you had to be the type. If you if you visited Robber's Cave after ninety nine, you were sneaking out, getting on your belly, and shimmying. Yeah, you were breaking some by two door, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I knew there was more to it than that because most people just dismissed it as a hole in the ground where college kids drink beer, right? And so I started researching the cave clear back in two thousand and seven. Cool. And the book didn't come out till twenty eighteen, but it, it won a Nebraska Book Award in twenty nineteen. And then tours really took off. They went from 200 to 500 to 700 to over 1,000 last year. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good for you. Yep. Uh, and, and so tell our listeners a little bit of that history because some of it, uh, some of it is maybe, I don't know, maybe I can't recall. I have your book, and I know I've glanced through it, but did you affirm or bust some of those myths of, of the cave through the years? There is a lot of folklore tied to the yeah. cave. And just like any cave in the Midwest, there's Jesse James folklore tied to it. I only talk about that for just maybe a few seconds on the tour, but that's usually the first thing people yeah. think of. And the reason is the Scarborough family that owned the cave for four generations, that was their marketing tactic. They had a big sign that called it a Jesse James hideout. So they helped perpetuate that myth for uh-huh. marketing purposes. Yeah, yeah, and the tr- you know, there's no way to prove whether he was ever there or not. He did live in Rulo, Nebraska for a time. His mom, Zerelda, lived in Nebraska. His brother, Frank, was in the area. Though They had a lot of friends and family in the area, but um, the, the cave is mainly man-made from one man named Jacob Andra. Yeah. And he and took what nature started and enlarged it into 5,600 square feet of lagering caverns, and that was actually Lincoln's first brewery. Yes. It had a lot of names, Pioneer Brewery, Lutz Brothers Brewery, South Lincoln Brewery, Pete's Brewery, and they basically used the cave like a big fridge. It was full of barrels of lager, and when the product was uh, ready to go, they would roll it out the hole, put it on horses, and it went down to the hay market where all the saloons were. That's cool. That is really cool. Your buddies with Kevin Shin, he used to uh, age meat. And Robert's Cave. Yes, he did. I I was one of his best customers of that, of those sausages. So you'll have to ask him about that. I will tomorrow. Yeah, every Friday, Kevin's on the show, a Friday afternoon club with Chef Kevin. And yeah, I remember him talking about that. Well, and yeah, because, well, the name of his company uh that over is 55 degrees mm-hmm. and people always ask why 55 mm-hmm. degrees well that's the temperature of of the cave that is there uh, you go and so you can do lots of things in that 55 degrees you can store beer you can store uh charcuterie and uh, sausages and so yeah. yeah and and when people get in that cave it's uh 
it's really hard to explain right off the bat. Their eyes light up. They're like, oh my gosh, how have I not heard of this? And it's like, well, you have to be like 80 or 90 to remember when it was open. Or you had to be the type that was willing to sneak in. <laughs> and the the uses for it, though, are just, there's so many of them. It's hard to explain to people in one quick answer what it was used for. I mean, it could have been the natural caverns, could have been shelter for Native Americans, pioneers. Then you had brewers coming and enlarge it. And then after that, it got a little it um, got a little wild. It became a brothel. It had horse thievery, gambling, college parties, concerts, dances, a gun range, and even a daycare. Right, and there's a lot of holes in the wall down there, too, from it being a gun range. I, I've been on this tour quite a bit. I've, I've had a chance to appreciate that. But for the record, Joel, I may or may not have been in there on a dare back in the 80s. Just for the record. <laughs> I'd believe it. It's kind of a rite of passage. You remember it, crossing the tracks and stand by me? <laughs> Getting in and out of Robber's Cave without a, van, uh, a trespassing ticket exactly. is kind of like a rite of passage. Yeah, because Hobbitsville and the cave back in the day were the two places that you went on a dare. And I'll tell you what, neither one of them made me secure with anything. It was pretty worrisome. Yeah, I might have been at Hobbitsville on Lincoln High Senior Prom. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah those were the days. <laughs> well, uh, let's take this uh, short break and be back. And, and I want to hear... Uh, you know, I want to hear some stories uh, about, uh, you know, paranormal activity and, uh, and, and just and more information on your tours, Joel. So if there's people out there that haven't taken it, they can find out how. But we'll be back after these quick messages here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Thursday edition, uh, the Business Roundtable, where we talk to the business community leaders and people that make a difference in our community and the business world. And uh, Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln, and we're chatting with Joel Green, uh, is the tour guide and author of Robber's Cave, Truths, Legends, and Recollections. And uh, so, Joel, yeah, I mean, just the amount of, uh, of famous people that have been through that cave and, and the stories, uh, whether it's music or uh, other forms of entertainment. But uh, what are some more recent stories of people that are uh, – well, first of all, let me back up and just so people know. How can people uh, find you and take a tour? Uh, when do you schedule those, and how can people find it? Yeah, tours are actually every day. They're seven days a week year-round, um, but you just have to book them in advance. The weekends book up the quickest. Okay. Uh, during the week, they're 3.30 to 10. On the weekends, they can be 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. Um, and all you have to do is call, text, or email what day you want to visit, and then you'll get a list of availability. And all the information, the contact information is on robberscavetours.com. Perfect. Robbers Cave Tours. Yep. Dot com. Perfect. And we'll uh, we'll keep that. Uh, I'll, I'll text that out, or I'll uh, face Facebook, Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> anyway, look for that. Uh, we'll remind folks uh, if you if you didn't catch that. Well, so yeah, what's been going on recently, Joel, with uh, some visitors to the cave? Well, altogether, I've been given tours almost every day nice. for the past seven years. Nice. And uh, a lot of people have come through over the years. Um, I would say one of the cooler things that had happened, I was eating spaghetti one time in Omaha. <laughs> Someone from Cheryl Crow's band called. No and they way. They wanted to come check out the cave. And I said, 
I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah, I got kind of nervous, actually, because I used to have a crush on her. Oh, yeah. But I met them at the cave, and uh, when so they, they were playing at uh, Pinewood Bowl, okay. the production crew had my Robber's Cave tees on. That made me proud. Mm-hmm. Nice. And my daughter got to meet everybody. It was really cool. That's she really has cool. not aged at all. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good crush. I, yeah. I was going to say we're you're a little younger than me, but uh, I think I've had that crush on Cheryl Crow. Uh-huh. So. Well, uh, and then my birthday was on August first, and the coolest thing happened. Uh, someone, a uh, couple of members from the cast of The Sandlot, they're traveling from Boston to Salt Lake City for huh. the 30th anniversary of the movie. Robbers Cave was the one place in Lincoln they wanted to stop, and actually the one place in Nebraska that they wanted to stop. So my dad, I let my daughter stay up late that night, and we met them at the cave, and they were there till almost 1 a.m. That's a cool story. We took story. them through the tunnels. We were showing them pictures. They bought a copy of the book. They bought a copy of my daughter's book, bought a bunch of merchandise. I had them sign a baseball. It was super fun. They all look exactly the same. If anybody wants to see a picture of the, of the crew from the Sandlot, just go on the Robber's Cave Tours Anywhere on social media, you'll see them. That's really cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Jeff, uh, I know there's been some ties uh, to the Huskers uh, with uh, Robert's Cave as well. Yeah, and uh, Joel, you've done a great job of making sure people know that you're there. And, and I know there's been some some tunnel walks that have been shot at Robert's Cave. I know there's been some, some press material that's been shot for the University of Nebraska. So tell us about that affiliation. Sure. Uh, for many years, I always thought that, that Robber's Cave would make an awesome location for Tunnel Walk. I finally, after after several years of bugging them, I think I got the right person in the cave, and they were sold within like five minutes. I bet. And what happened was uh, two four-hour photo shoots. Every single player came on time by position group and had, we had different stations set up. And then in the big room that's part of the event center, we had the green screen so they could do all the video. So the Huskers did Tunnel Walk in Robber's Cave, and it showed before all the home games. And then the next year, uh, Big Ten Network came over, and we shot the volleyball team's intro. Very cool. Yeah, I make sure and bring up the volleyball team on every tour. (laughs) You know, their record-breaking feats are a big deal. And since the majority of the visitors to Robber's Cave are from other countries or other states, I always tell them about the volleyball team and how how they broke the you know you no longer have World Cup it's Lincoln Nebraska <laughs> that's right. exactly right yeah um, and in addition to the tours it's available for uh, activities as well right people can rent it out and there there's an event venue um, that's been going strong for about three years now yeah. Um, yeah. above the cave or off to the side of the cave that's also called robber's cave and that's its own website robber's cave Lincoln we've got a lot of these beautiful rooms that get rented out. For holiday parties, company parties, corporate events, car clubs, Lincoln Highs had their prom there. Hmm. Uh, there's the Sandstone Room and the James Room oh, and the nice. Scarborough Room, Dakota Theater. The first wedding there was actually August 1st, 2020. Was, of course, outside at the theater. But yeah, there's a there's a beautiful uh, event center there off to the side. And most of the time when people have their event there, they take tours as well. And I think it's a turnkey place to get married. Like you talked about, you have the outdoor venue that you can get married in and have your ceremony, take some amazing pictures inside the cave, and then dance the night away in the event event hall itself. And 
just a great uh, opportunity just to just to be there and, and spend the night. That's so, got who, everything. so who owns the property? Who owns the, uh, the above ground and below ground property? Is it the Robbers same? Cave LLC? It's okay. comprised of four individuals. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. But it's all one uh, unit at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, what, there's a separate website for the event venue. Got it. And there's a separate website for the tours, Robbers Cave Tours. Because they get scheduled at different times. Of yeah. Course. So, uh, it, and, and I know you hit some of this in your book, but what are some of the some of the weird stories, some of the paranormal? What are some of the wild stories that have come out of the that space? I don't scare very easily, um, but <laughs> you're pretty calm would, and cool and collected. Joel. I would say, I mean, all the paranormal people have been to Robbers Cave, St. Louis, Twin Cities, Chicago. They all come with grand aspirations of staying the night down there. They make it about four hours. Mm. Uh, either their equipment goes dead or they get cold. And honestly, I've only been spooked out of the cave one time, yeah. one time in seven years. Yes. And I'm there a lot by myself. It's always nice and quiet. Sometimes I can hear my heartbeat in my eardrums. But one time I, I went down to turn on the lights for a tour. This was back in March of 2018. And they weren't flashing on and off like nobody was playing a joke on me. They started to go in waves up and down the tunnels. You know, I'd never seen it do that before. Wow. So I got the phone out, started recording everything right away. And I made it halfway down the first tunnel where the steps begin. And they all cut off. I was just standing in there in the dark, recording with my phone. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I looked to the left, nothing. I looked to the right, nothing. A couple of seconds go by, boom. One light bulb popped on in the entire cave. And it was the one right next to where I was standing. And that's when I left. (laughs) (laughs) In a hurry? (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's been able to figure it out. The best part about the whole story is that when I exit the first tunnel you know our phones wake up and i show all the guests the video i don't know how many electricians have seen it and said leds can't do that nice leds yeah right nice you've seen the video i have seen the video every time i see it it gives me just bigger goosebumps and chills it's crazy wow so any interest in the paranormal shows or anything of uh yeah i i I remember going on kzum and talking with the guys over there um yeah dale bacon used to run the guy that goes to lincoln tour fortunately he passed away and then scott colburn who was a huge fan of robber's cave uh had me over several times and he yeah uh he could talk paranormal all day there's actually a paranormal investigation coming up later on uh, this month very Um, cool so Joel Green, thank you so much for sharing your stories and your experiences with us. Uh, and uh, tell us, tell the listeners once more where they can find RobbersCaveTours.com. Very good. Jeff Mall, thank you, my friend. That's it, folks. Uh, go do good things. 1499.3 KLIN.